Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so, so much for joining me. So thank you guys so much. We hit 11,000 streams and not only that, but we peaked number five in Jamaica in the relationships category. So thank you guys so much for sharing and supporting and listening. It means so much to me. It is a huge huge honor so a quick update i am currently transitioning i am leaving my current job to go to a new job and i am so excited although i am very dysregulated because there are so many changes and shifts happening in my life and i'm learning to adapt to it all because my coaching is growing every single day like every single day i'm seeing emails of women booking in their free intro calls so I'm just learning how to adapt to this new way of life where I'm getting into my businesses. My businesses are growing, thriving alongside me getting this new job. And I am so, so incredibly excited for this new job because this new job is 100% remote. And that just lines up with my lifestyle because I do my college online. I do my podcasting, my content creating, my coaching. That's all from home. So with me having a remote job that's like 100% remote, that is the perfect way to come fully into this new lifestyle. I'm leaving my old job because there's a plethora of reasons, but the main reason is because the job is just not giving me the pay that I desire in this time period of my life. I'm desiring higher pay because I know with my skills, I I'm able to have higher pay. So this job is just not giving me higher pay like I desire. So I'm moving into a remote job that does give me higher pay, greater benefits, and also most importantly, 100% remote. So I am very excited about that. So as I leave this old job, I'm transitioning to this new life. This old job is like me closing out a season of my life because in this old job, I've met beautiful friends, beautiful people. I was even dating my ex while I was working at this old job. So it's kind of like a past life is fully coming into close and I'm stepping entirely into this new this new phase of my life. So everything's kind of like coming in like a death cycle, coming to a close. And it's a little bit dysregulating because again, I haven't had any time to do the things that I truly, truly want to do. But I know everything that's happening is so completely necessary. And I'm so joyful because I get to step fully into this lifestyle that I have been birthing for myself. I have been praying for this. I have been asking for this. So I'm kind of getting everything that, I ask, that I'm asking for, and I'm really, really glad about that. So adapting to a new way of life, and in the midst of that, midst of me adapting, there does come, you know, changes that can be a little bit uncomfortable, but I can handle that, and I'm so, so proud of myself and where I'm at, and if you have accomplished anything, I'm so proud of you. If you haven't, I'm still, still very, very proud of you. So... I want to get to this podcast episode and this podcast episode is so, so important because the decision of me leaving my job, I made this decision entirely on my own. And it's kind of like the first time where I've ever made a decision without me sourcing out somebody's opinion. This is kind of like the first decision, well, major life decision that I've made that I did on my own. I sourced myself for everything. I asked myself, are you happy at this job? And I said, no, I'm not. And then I said, okay, then let's transition. And so this decision feels so good. It feels like a full body yes. And I'm so proud of this decision. And although when I revealed the decision I made after I made the decision, people of course had their doubts like, well, Allison, you had this benefit there and this benefit there. And basically telling me to settle because I had it, you know, okay at my other job. But me personally, I never want to settle for anything in my life. If I know there's something out there that is better, that can give me the thing that I truly, truly, truly desire that truly matches my soul purpose, then I'm going to go for that. And I don't care what benefits that last thing had. If it does not align with my purpose, with what I truly want in this life, I'm not going to settle for it. So for me to make this transition and for me to have only myself to depend on and my own validation, like that yes for only me, that's a huge, huge step into my sovereignty, my independence as a woman. So this podcast episode is kind of dedicated to 
growing into that sovereignty, growing into your purpose, growing into only sourcing out your validation. I literally only told people about my decision after I made my decision. So after I heard myself, after I heard my perspective, that's when I opened up the room to hear other perspectives, but I did not initially do that. And so that's just, that's a huge accomplishment for me. So I want to make a podcast episode dedicated to this change, dedicated to this point of initiation. So Let's jump into this podcast episode. There comes a point within the woman's initiation where she is guided into the rivers of her own knowing and allowing her voice to be the compass. This is the point where a woman is forced to grow spiritual, emotional, mental, and at times even physical independence away from those who she wants depended on. In this stage, although she is really, really loved and inspiring because those who are also sourcing out their own sovereignty look up to her, she is also really, really disliked because those who once depended on her older versions no longer benefit in this new one. So this can be parents, This can be a husband, a boyfriend, an ex, and this can even be friends. But people who once benefited from your older versions, those who once depended off of you when you was in that weaker state, because you're now empowered and you're sovereign and you're making your own decisions, they can no longer benefit in this new stage. So now they dislike you. Now they try to humble you. Now they're trying to go after you because you have become the threat. The empowered, sovereign woman is a threat. So I have my notes right here because you guys know I never come to y'all with no BS. My notes are right here. It is a natural rite of passage that a woman goes through when she is led into the journey of her own knowings and own intuition. So her making her own decisions, her having her own perspectives, her growing her own wisdom, that can be a threat. That can be very scary to those who like dependent people. In every single woman's journey, she will have to sit down with the sovereign woman. She will meet the sovereign woman and she needs to sit down with her. The sovereign woman cannot be hidden for too long. The sovereign woman cannot be cast away for too long. And if you try to cast her away, I got a bird. You will you will lead a very miserable and hard life because the sovereign woman needs to be sat down with. And I've seen it myself. Those who try to cast her away, those who try to um, hide their sovereign woman, they didn't live good lives. Their lives were very miserable. Their lives were very sad and horrible because the sovereign woman comes in as that balancer. She comes in as that person that says, you need to make your own decision. You need to be your own source of empowerment. You need to be your own validation. You need to trust in yourself. And when a woman has all these things, her life is good. Her life is nourishing. Her wisdom is nourishing. Those She's, she's, she's like an oak tree full of beautiful knowledge because the sovereign woman... She is that woman that comes in to nourish and she's very demonized in in this society. When you really look at it, the sovereign woman is demonized, which is why a lot of women, a lot of women hide away from her, which is why a lot of women cast her away because she is really, really, really demonized. In this society, we're told to hide from our sovereign woman. We're told to not trust her. So, This is why a lot of women have a hard time making their own decisions, making their own perspectives, making their own decisions, because the sovereign woman is demonized. The sovereign woman is told that she is not a good woman. She's a woman that comes in to lead you down the wrong rivers. But the sovereign woman comes in because she wants to help. So a lot of women, they need to understand that that sovereign woman who is there saying, be your own validation, make your own decisions, have your own perspectives. She's there to help you. She's not there to harm you. So a lot of women, their main struggle, and what I'm realizing in my journey, the main struggle is learning to make your own decisions, learning to source out your own validation, learning how to trust yourself, learning how to be confident within these decisions because of confidence, a woman's confidence is beaten down. A woman's sovereignty 
is beaten down. These things are taken away from her at a very young age by her parents. You know, when our parents say things like, you actually don't know the world at all. You're so young. You still have much, much to learn. If you think you know, darling, you actually don't know at all. These little sayings, it take away the woman's confidence. It takes away the woman's sovereignty. Instead of it encouraging independence, it takes it away. And although, don't get me wrong, this saying can have really, really good intentions behind it as you're trying to teach the woman she has much to learn there's a way to say it without you saying in a very condescending way and a way where you don't want her to source out her own knowings and notice notice how this saying is only said to women i never hear people say this to their sons and then we wonder why a lot of women cannot decenter men. We're wondering why a lot of women have problems with decentering people. We wonder why a lot of these girls, they keep sourcing people out for validation. And it's because at a young age, their confidence was snatched by their parents. Their confidence, their own knowings was shattered. Their intuition was blocked by their own moms. And when you have a mother who is very, very controlling, you will notice how she hates independency. She hates that you don't need her because the people who are very controlling, they love the needy. And so when you aren't needy, controlling mothers hate that. So what this controlling mother will do, she will see her own daughter as a threat, especially if her daughter has a voice, especially if her daughter knows her own stuff, especially if the daughter have her own sense of direction. The the mother who who loves that control, who loves that power, she will shit on her daughter. She will cuss at her daughter. She will curse her daughter because she does not want her to be independent. She wants her to be dependent. She, she wants her to be dependent. So she will shatter her knowing. She will block her intuition. And she will tell her, you don't know anything. I'm your mom. I know more than you. When the thing is, as a mother comes to her own initiation, the mom is supposed to anchor her into her intuition. The mother is supposed to pass down her knowings and intuition to her daughter, not block it off from her. The mother is there to guide her daughter, not be her daughter. And that is a very, very huge difference that I need you guys to note. You guide your daughter, not be your daughter. You pass your knowings to her, not block it from her. But a lot of mothers, a lot of parents don't want to pass down their knowings, don't want to pass their down, pass down their intuition. I got this from the book called Women Who Run the Woods that I'm reading right now. That book is amazing. Um, I learned that from this book. A lot of mothers do not want to pass down their knowings. But as a mother initiates alongside her daughter, it will be the mother, a great mother. It will be her sole purpose to pass down her intuition. And so the reason why a lot of daughters, they go into these abusive cycles with abusive men, they get into chaotic situations is because their mothers aren't sitting down with them and teaching them the world around them. Their mothers isn't nurturing them with wisdom. So how are their daughters supposed to know how to navigate this world through safety when their mothers aren't even a safe space themselves? And this leads over to my next point and where we have to discuss when you have a mom like that, you have to learn how to decenter her. When a mother wants to control every aspect of your life, you have to decenter her. And my next podcast episode will be about decentering your mom. But it is so incredibly important to decenter your mom. I'm going to briefly touch on it. I'm not going to do too much because I want to save it for the next podcast episode. But what I will say is when you have a mom who wants to be in every aspect of your life, you will, re you will eventually resent her. And you're going to resent her because one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize I spent my, I was itching my hair if you heard that. You're going to realize I spent my entire life mirroring my mom desire, my mom desires, mirroring what she wanted from me, mirroring her, her standards and her beliefs so much to the point I don't know me anymore. I spent this entire life trying to please my mom and I'm not even pleasing myself. And that is where the resentment sets in. And this is why it's so important to not only decenter men. See, this is where decentering men comes from. So when we discuss decentering men, we have to first discuss decentering your mom because it starts at home. 
And this is my philosophy. This is something I had created. I'm probably one of the first people on TikTok to ever put this philosophy on there of decentering your mom. So I just want to get my credit. You know, I want nobody stealing it from me. So my credit. So if you hear decenter your mom, that it came from Allison. <laughs> but it's so important that women decenter their mom. Because when we discuss centering men, where do you think that comes from? That comes from women learning at home to center their mom, centering her beliefs, centering their her perspectives. In a woman's life, her first relationship, her first connection is her mother. So how she chooses to show up in connections and relationships, that is based off of how she showed up with her mother. So if she had a hard time decentering her mom, if she always went to her mom for perspective and opinions and this and that, she's going to show up in her relationships with men the exact same way. When she makes decisions, is not empowered. When she makes decisions, is not full, is not, is not radiant because she keeps thinking about what her mom wants. So now you have a person who cannot think for themselves. And when they do try to think for themselves, it's always crushed by their parents. And this is why it's so important that their parents, you know, we talk about self-esteem and really this is where it comes from. You heard these sayings before. That's what it comes from. This is what it comes from. Because I heard those sayings all the time growing up. And me and my sister was in the kitchen one day and we was making banana pudding on a Sunday. And we had a great conversation about how we were raised and our upbringing. And my sister has said, you know, Alice and I always had a hard time forming independence outside of these walls. I always had a hard time thinking for myself. I always had a hard time, you know, really making my own life decisions and really. And she said, I know she's 21 now. And she has said, you know, I feel like my growth had been stunted. I feel like as a 21 year old, I'm not where I need to be. I feel there's so many people who are further in life than me because my parents always wanted me to depend on them. And so I began experiencing independency so much later. And she said, I feel bad for that. She said, there were things that I feel like I should have known at 18, 17 that I didn't even know until I was like 21. And that was so important for her to say, because that led me to say, you know, same way. Like, I feel like when it came down to me forming independency, I formed minds Although I'm really, really young, I still feel like there's people who are so ahead of me in life and I could have been in that place if my parents taught me the world. Instead of saying, you don't know the world, you don't know what you're doing. And when we would ask, okay, then what is the world? Because me and my sister would ask all the time, like, if we don't know what we're doing, can you teach us what we're doing so we can know what we're doing? Can you teach us the world? And they would be like, oh, no, but you don't know the world. And so it would leave us confused because we would be like, okay, well, you're telling us we don't know. And then when we ask for clarity and wisdom, you aren't giving that to us. So that leaves the woman having to source out her own independency and sovereignty. And that's much harder that way because her parents are supposed to teach her that. Okay. Her parents are supposed to teach her how to be sovereign, how to be independent. But when a woman doesn't even have her own parents there to guide her, there's cracks. And that leaves resentment. And there's a righteous anger. And so I'm bleeding right now. Right now I'm free bleeding. It's a full moon. And these past couple of weeks, like I said earlier, has been so dysregulating. Also because I've just been thinking so much about my high school years and middle school years and how free-spirited I was and how my parents would treat me a certain way compared to other people in my house because I was so free-spirited. I had my own mind, my own perspectives. I always had my own voice. And the way I was treated, I get angry thinking about it. And for these past couple of weeks, it was I've, I've been righteously angry about that because there are so many things that I went through that I just know I did not deserve simply because I, I was already very sovereign at a young age. And so when it came down to channeling my own voice, I remember even back in school, in high school, kids would bully me because I had my own voice because I was always so opinionated. Back in the school, I was called opinionated. Even my teachers were like, oh, she's so opinionated. They would email my parents like she is very opinionated. 
And I didn't know that that was the sovereign woman speaking. That was my empowered self speaking. I didn't know how to really channel it like I like I know now with this podcast and my platforms. I now know how to channel it, but I didn't know how to channel it then. But she was coming through even in those in those ages, even in those areas of my life. She was there with me. But I remember I was crucified for it. I had a horrible, horrible, my high school years were terrible. And it was because my free spirited, my free, my, my freedom, that love for sovereignty, it was beaten. And so now that I'm older and I have space and room to be who I am and with me going through the past few weeks leading up to my period, I just been thinking about that. I was thinking about like how much, how, how my free spirited, you know, that girl, how much she was crucified for just simply being herself, for just simply being independent. And now with this, with me free bleeding and with me being on my cycle, I'm releasing that. But there's a righteous anger that needs to be had. There's a righteous anger that needs space to be filled. And so when we're you know, angry about that, there should be an anger about that because you didn't deserve it. You did not deserve it. And so as I'm releasing, I get, I'm getting so much you no know, clarity on that part of my life. And now I'm in a space where I can, you know, take, turn that into a story. But when I was actually in that space, I remember how much I used to hate myself because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know why am I so opinionated? Why is my voice louder than others? Why do I have my own perspectives? Why do I have my own opinions? Why is it why is it just so easy for me to make my own decisions? And I learned, Allison, it's because you're just a naturally sovereign woman. And so my next phase of me coming into initiation was accepting that, was learning that I had to embrace this sovereign woman. Because what I just explained to you, all these life stories, was me rejecting her. It was me running from her. But my life really came into a fullness when I learned to embrace that sovereign woman because I got tired of running from her. I got tired of beating her alongside the people who used to beat her with me. I got tired of it. And I got tired of crucifying myself for just naturally having a loud voice. Like me, naturally, when you on podcast, my voice is more, you know, it's not, you can't really hear how loud it is. But if you see me in public, my voice is naturally loud. And people will always tell me, you know, especially my mom, Alice, you're just so freaking loud. You know, you do this now, your voice is this. And I used to hate my voice until I realized my voice is the voice of an empowered woman. My voice has purpose behind it. I speak with such passion and there is nothing wrong with being a passionate woman. When you're passionate about something, you're going to speak on it with, with such radiance. You're going to speak on it with a bass in your voice. And that passion, that loudness, it isn't, it isn't ungraceful. It's a woman who is alive. That sovereignty, that independence is a woman who is living who has life inside of her, who has fruit inside of her, who has wisdom inside of her. And if you run from that, if you try to block that off, you're not going to experience your full potential. You're not going to experience what you truly, truly want. This is why you need to be sent to your parents. Because there's only so much that someone can tell you about your own life. There's only so much. The only person that really knows what you need to do in this life, that really knows your purpose, that really knows how you service is you. The only person that can really guide you into the rivers of your own knowing and can really teach you how to swim in that is, of course, your parents are supposed to you know, teach you know the basics. But when it gets down to the depths, only you know these things. So just as me, just as little as me quitting my job and not going to my parents for that validation, for that, you know, that asking. That was big for me because it was like, I'm the only person that knows what's going to make me happy. So I have to make, make this decision for myself. Nowadays, my decisions feel so full of body. They feel so, so internally good. And I realized women are supposed to feel this way when they make decisions. Women are supposed to be confident. 
Women are supposed to feel confident. This is our natural birthright. But when we're younger, that power, that independency was taken away from us. So I have women telling me like in my DMs, my messages like, girl, I'm 26. I'm just not learning how to drive or I'm 25. I'm just not learning how to do this. And I have to tell them, girl, we're all just learning. We're all rebuilding. This sovereign woman has been lost for so many years. We're all now just rebuilding her. We're all now just picking up the pieces. So you're not alone. If you think that you're alone learning this, you're not. We're all now just learning how to rebuild our independency, our confidence. My confidence is is just now coming in into fullness. Just now. And something that helped me a lot with stepping into my confidence is celibacy. And I know I talk about this all the time. You guys, you guys, you guys, celibacy has helped me so, so freaking much with learning how to be independent within my choices, learning how to be confident, learning how to love me for me and all of it, learning to accept my full essence with celibacy because celibacy is really going off of nothing but faith. It's holding it based off of faith. And so within me holding celibacy due to my faith, in the midst of that, I grow this deep, deep level of self-trust. And when I cut my 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 ex-boyfriend off, I really got to unlock my full potential because at one point in my life, he was my dependent. So I would depend off of him for validation. And so when he was cut off, when the spirit told me it was time for him to go and now going to this period of celibacy where you have nobody, you aren't depending off of nobody, you aren't sleeping with nobody, you are not engaging with nobody. This is a time period where I'm fully pouring into myself. So all of my sourcing, all of my validation, all of my love, all of my answers, all of my clarity, all of my wisdom, all of my everything is going to come from me first. And that's what celibacy did. And so now I get to make decisions that feel good because in this period of celibacy, I truly learn how to source every single thing from myself. Celibacy has given me a different level of confidence that I never had before. Off of celibacy, I made my own podcast. Literally started my own podcast because it opened up my throat. It helped me to speak because when I first started my podcast and when I first, you know, got into my thing of public speaking, even on my platforms, I'm going to be honest with you guys. When I first started my podcast, I was actually really, really angry because I was just got my relationship. And so my purpose behind me using my voice was I have something to freaking say because my ex, my ex made me so, excuse me, I had the burp. My ex made me so freaking mad and I have something to say. And so when I first started my podcast, it was just based off of, I want to speak my truth because I'm sick of not being heard. I'm in relationship from relationship. I'm not being heard. No one hears me. So I need to start a podcast where I can just release everything. And that's when I came into this podcast. And as I began to talk and just like when I made my celebrity crush um, podcast and then my release, my how to come into secure attachment podcast and all those things, I was really just releasing. I was releasing so much that was already stored inside of me. And as I made my episodes, as I talked, I, I saw how God and his spirit began to transmute that pain into empowerment. So instead of me speaking from a place of pain of me, like from a place of hurt, like I was me dogging out my ex and talking about him, God and his spirit and divine mother said, Allison, you can use your story to empower all that hurt that you felt from high school of your parents abandoning you in this way. Instead of coming on your podcast and speaking from a place of pain, which you are in is okay to be in, transmute that because somebody needs to hear this. Somebody can, you can save somebody's life with your story. And so little by little with each and every single podcast episode, and I go back and watch, I, I, I saw how my tone changed. You can go 
see yourself. My tone began to change. So it used to be my ex did this and, that, and I went through this to, yeah, this happened, but now I'm here. It, it became empowering. And that's what God did. He took my voice and he transmuted it. He said, somebody needs to hear your voice, but they won't be able to hear you if you're in pain. They won't be able to hear you if you're speaking from a place of anger. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this anger into love. And through me speaking, now I have a mass over, you know, thousands of listeners. But before it was me just start, it started off with just a simple reasoning. I have something to say. I got a lot on my chest that I need to just say. And through me speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking, I, I, I learned how to channel my voice. And I realized my voice isn't bad. I just, I had to know how to channel it. I had to learn how to use it for the greater good. Because see, with a voice like mine, my voice lines up with the queen archetype. So the queen archetype, she's a very dominant force. When she steps into a room, she's very dominant and all eyes are on her. So she's like the center, the queen. Like, so my voice aligns with the queen archetype. So I'm very passionate. I'm a natural leader. So when it comes down to me, if I use my voice in the wrong way, I can hurt people. And before I learned how to channel my voice, I was hurting people. There are times in my life where I could I could say the meanest of meanest words to you. There's a point in my life where if you came to me, you sat me down and spoke with me and you said something wrong, girl, I could eat you up and spit you out. And... That was from a place of hurt in my chest. That came from a place of pain because I was really hurt about a lot of stuff. So before I used to be of my words, I could eat somebody alive. But that's when God sat me down and said, Allison, your voice is not. I didn't give you a voice to eat somebody up. <laughs> I didn't give you a voice to hurt somebody. I gave you a voice to heal. I gave you a voice because I want you to use your voice for the greater good. I want you to use your voice because you have stories to tell that can heal somebody. And so that's when I began to forgive people. And I began to scratch people off of my list who I once did not like, including my ex. I began to forgive them. And even, and I'm still working on it, even when I was angry with them, I I sat with that anger. I truly validated my experiences and then I would... I will move into the, the part of where, okay, I need to forgive them because I don't want to be angry and I don't want to speak with anger because people can tell when you're speaking from anger. And so that's how I learned how to channel my voice. My voice is naturally loud. I'm naturally passionate. When I talk, I take up space, but it's not a bad thing. I just have to learn how to channel it. So through my podcasting, through me talking on just like my TikTok videos and Instagram, I learned how to truly channel my voice and now I inspire thousands of thousands of women and I help thousands of women. And I'm proud of that. If you have a quiet voice, a voice that, you know, you don't really speak as loud as I, as I do, that's not a bad thing. You have grace. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to have a, have a softer voice and it's beautiful to have a loud voice. And if you speak with more softness, if you're a lot more quieter, it's not a bad thing at all, but you have to learn how to use it. You have to learn there's a time to be quiet and there's a time to speak. And your voice is not a bad thing. Use your voice, know how to channel it. Understand your voice is not a weapon. And a lot of times, even when you're not using your voice as a weapon, people will still hate you. There is times when I'm speaking life into, into somebody and I still get comments of people trying to, trying to drag me. And it's not like I said anything bad, but because I have a voice, that's already a threat. Having a voice, period, a threat, whether, whether you, you use it for good or bad, is going to be seen as a threat. But you cannot allow that to stop you from your purpose. If your purpose is like mine, my purpose is using my voice, inspiring women. My voice is to lead women. If your purpose is like mine... You can't allow people who are rejecting of you to stop you. You can't. And through my work of womanhood and coming into this space, I realized that in my past life, I truly feel like I was very looked after. And in my past life, I see beautiful women. I see gatherings of women. In my past life, I see women dancing and singing in circles. I see women rejoicing. 
and because of just life. I see women who are happy, who are fulfilled, and they're coming to me in this life now, showing me the way to that, showing me the way to that that path. In my past life, I was a very, very happy, joyous woman, and I made the women around me happy as well. In my past life, I led so many women, and in my past life, I was a figure of love, and I see women around me who were also figures of love, and I see you. It was you that I see in my past life. And it makes me emotional because when I look at when I, what I went through in high school, me being so viciously bullied, and my sister just sent me a message a few hours ago telling me, like, girl, I forget how bad you had it. When I was viciously bullied in high school, I was viciously bullied in my own home. And um, when I see these events that happened in my life, I realize these events happened because in my past life, I was a very joyful woman. And now that I'm on route to that, those memories come up of me not living a good life. It's because it's to remind me of the life that I am living now, which is joy, joyous and also very inspiring. And so sometimes I'm glad that I get reminded of my past life where I was not happy um, back in high school, middle school, because it reminds me of what I have now. It reminds me of where I am now and where I'm going. And so although sometimes I get a little bit like upset looking at the memories, I also get a feeling of like joy because it's like, hmm, excuse me, wow, I've been through all of that and here I am. And there's a peace with that. And so coming into womanhood is about, I tell all my clients this in my coaching, what does womanhood mean for you? Because my womanhood is going to be different from your womanhood and vice versa. Our womanhoods will be so, so different. And in our journey of womanhood, you're going to learn things on your path. And I will learn things on my path. And it may be very completely different. What may be foundational for you may be useless to me. And what may be foundational to me may be useless to you. But the thing is, in this reality, all of us are looking through different lenses. All of us are perceiving life in our own way, in our own form. And the thing about authenticity is accepting your form and holding space for the other forms around you. And so I tell my clients all the time, what is your mean, what, what is your definition of womanhood? What does womanhood mean for you? Not my womanhood. But your womanhood, when you think of the woman that you want to become, who does she look like? Who is this sovereign woman who uses her voice, who knows how to channel it? Who is she? How does she make her decisions and how does she feel after she make her decisions? And I won't go into detail because I want I don't want to spoil and give my client stuff for free. So, of course, I'll say that for my coaching stuff. But it's all to say your womanhood is for you. And I have my notes right here again. It is very important that you put purpose behind it. That you lead with purpose. And as you deepen yourself more into this journey, into your, your priesthood, into this, this priestess that you're becoming, you have to accept all of your experiences. So my experiences of middle school, high school, this and that. Although it sometimes brings a little bit of hurt feelings, I have to accept that to come into my complete sovereignty because if I don't, someone can use that against me. So now when someone try to use that against my past against me, it don't hurt. It's like, listen, I accept that. Yes, I was that girl. Yes, I did this. Yes, I did that. But that all led to me embracing the woman I am today, embracing this independent woman. But the reason why we become so dependent is because we cannot accept our experiences and we want someone else to accept our experiences. But they will not accept your experiences if you don't accept them. So you're going to always be dependent because you keep waiting for them to accept you. And if you keep waiting, you're going to end up being your grave. You're going to be in your grave before you know it. (laughs) Before you know it, girl, you're going to be good and gone. You're going to be good and gone and out of here. And so if you want to come into complete sovereignty, come come into your independence, 
you have to learn how to accept the experiences that shaped you into who you are. So if you're like, girl, I'm 26, I'm just now learning how to drive, accept that. It may be a little, you may feel a little bit resentment because my parents didn't teach me how to drive and I'm, and I don't drive either. And so you have to learn how to accept that. You have to learn how to say, you know what? My parents did not do this. My parents not teach me, but you know what? I can do these things myself. So right now I'm looking at learn how to drive. I do need to learn how to drive. <laughs> I am looking at some um, drivers who will coach me on how to drive. And that's what I'm looking at right now. So just for some information, if you guys, like your parents aren't teaching you, or if this person won't teach you, your friend won't teach you, there are driving coaches who do exist, who you can hire and you can pay to help you to know how to drive. And I'm pretty sure they'll take you up there to you know to pass your test. But driving coaches do exist where you pay them to teach you how to drive. So just a little, you know, for your information, if you girls want to how to drive. But yes, you have to learn how to accept all of your experiences. And it's going to be hard. And that can before that I was very afraid to set my experiences because I always had a fear that I was too heavy to hold. So something that happened in my relationship when I was with my ex was I was very loud and opinionated and I was very I didn't know how to channel my voice and I was always very like um if I had something to say or if I was mad at him I would yell. I would get angry with him. And that's came, that came from me not knowing how to channel my voice authentically. So when it came down to me and even the other references, I was always, I always had this fear that I was too heavy to hold, that no one can hold me. I always had a fear that I was a troublemaker. Like I am too heavy to hold. So I need to make myself digestible. I need to make myself easy to hold. And even when I try to make myself easy to hold, I still wasn't easy to hold. So even in my relationship, when I was with my ex, I would allow him to do certain things. But even in the midst of me trying to be a cool girlfriend, I still wasn't cool enough. I still, there were still issues where he couldn't, I, I was, I guess, heavy to hold. Even with me trying to, even with me trying to make myself easy to hold, I was still somewhere always, you know, too much for people like him. Quotation marks. So when it came down to me, that reason came from because you keep trying to make yourself digestible and you're not digestible, and that's okay. And the person who is meant to hold you will hold all of your experiences. And my ex could not hold me. He couldn't hold my experiences. My mom can't hold all of my experiences. These people can't hold all of my experiences and I can't force them to. So also coming to your sovereignty, you have to learn how to how to accept the fact everybody won't be there to, to hold all of you. And oh my God, my throat chakra is kind of blocked right now and I literally cannot talk. So keep up with me guys, <laughs> but you have to learn how to accept the fact that everybody won't be able to hold you. Everybody won't be able to hold your experiences and hold what you go through. But guess who can hold you? You. Guess who won't drop you? You. And so in the midst of me coming to complete sovereignty, it was me saying, I need to be able to show up fully for myself. I cannot force these people to show up fully for me. And if I try to force them, I'm going to make myself a very angry, bitter person. And I don't want to be angry and bitter. So I'm going to accept where they are in life. And I'm going to move myself to the life that I know I am designed for. That I know is right for me. I'm going to move myself to the life that I am meant for. And with that, you're going to be afraid. You're going to be afraid to go there. You're going to be afraid. But this is the thing. Do you want to live your life, spend your life running away from this sovereign woman? No, you don't. And a lot of mothers won't tell you, but a lot of mothers have spent their lives running away from sovereign woman, which is why when you come into your sovereignty, they hate you for it. Which is why when you use your voice, they get threatened. And that was big for me and my mom because my mom is also a very dominant person. She's also the queen archetype when it comes down to her voice. When she uses her voice, she's loud, she's dumb, she, she, she takes up space. So because our voices are very similar, there was a threat. 
there was a, oh, she's going to become too loud. She's she going to become louder than me. So I need to silence her because she'll be louder than me. And because of that, we had a bad relationship because we spent years trying to overpower each other. And I had to learn that I don't want to conquer my mom. And I'm pretty sure my mom doesn't want to conquer me. And I can't speak for my, I can't speak for my mom, but I can speak for me. I don't want to conquer my mom. So I need to hold a space there that keeps me safe. And that's what I did. And I began to use my voice to people who actually want to hear it. So now I have a podcast. Now I do my um, one-on-one coaching. Now I do my social media work, my um, work in empowerment and feminism. These are ways that I channel my voice to people who really, really desire to hear it and who do not cast me out, who do not tell me to be quiet in this net because they genuinely want to hear me and I want to hear myself. And when you learn how to find purpose in your voice, when you learn how to find purpose in your independence, it creates a fulfilling life. My life would have not been fulfilling if I would have kept my job. But I knew that I'm going to get a step to fulfillment if I quit this job. So I'm going to quit. If I would have waited for people to tell me to quit, if I would have waited and got people's opinion, I would have stopped myself from who I truly could have become. But what I said... I know the life that I want. I I see it. I vision it. So I'm going to quit my job so I can get there. And nobody has to tell me otherwise. So it comes down to independence and sovereignty and learning how to self-govern, learning how to be in this authentic expression. Understand this for you. Understand you owe nobody no explanation. Understand that people will call you entitled. People will call you, um, people will try to humble you. People will call you stuck up. Oh, she thinks she knows it all. But these are the same people when you were down trying to help you. But the thing is, you'll learn as you come to sovereignty, these people weren't actually giving you advice because they wanted to help you. They gave you advice because it just felt good. It stroked their ego to help somebody. It made them feel good to be the savior. But they weren't helping you because it was genuine. They helped you because it felt good to be a savior. It stroked their ego. And now that you don't need them, now you're the threat to their egos. (laughs) You're a threat to weak egos. You hurt people just by being perfectly you. You You make people mad by just simply breathing and being empowered. There's a light about you. There's a radiance about you that people cannot stand. So you walk into a room and you command everybody attention your voice you know you have passion behind your voice it makes people mad because they're like who this girl thinks she is and whole time you're the higher priestess <laughs> you're the higher priestess you're the higher priestess that's why they can't stand to see you but girl if you knew it's on the other side you are inspiring thousands of women People love you. Yes, there are those like those people who don't like you, but there are those who love you. And that's the thing about coming to sovereign woman. You become loved. Although you are disliked, you are so admired. You are so admired. Because let me tell you something. People who are easily controlled and manipulated, they're not loved. They're not liked. They're just, they're just tolerated. People who are easily controlled and manipulated, you aren't even loved. You aren't liked by nobody. People tolerate you because they like dependency. They like the fact that you can be easily controlled, but you're not loved. The easily controlled, manipulated woman is not loved. And that's a very lonely place to be in. Being dependent, you think that by being dependent is not lonely. Actually, being dependent is the most loneliest place on earth. Being independent is less lonelier than being dependent. Being dependent is extremely lonely. Extremely lonely. But when when you get independence, loneliness don't exist because you fill up the space. But when you're dependent, you don't fill up no space. And that sort of loneliness sets in. That's why you hear people say, you know, why have all these friends, you know, and I still feel lonely. It's because you're dependent. 
and you're not, you're not taking up no space nowhere. You're dependent. That's why. That's why you, you're surrounded by a crowd of people, but you still feel alone. Why do I feel alone still? I'm, I got this friend, I got that girl, and we hang out every day. It's because there's a dependency. And where there's dependency, extreme dependency, there's loneliness. There's loneliness. But notice how the woman who is empowered, sovereign, independent, take me for example, celibate, and I don't feel alone. I don't, I don't feel lonely. I feel very great. I feel like I have so much company. I am my best company. I take up all the space. So there is no room for loneliness. So being dependent is actually making you lonelier. And you think it's the opposite, but no, that's the reason why. So when you move into sovereignty and also independence, you'll realize how less lonely you feel. People think celibacy is lonely. No, it's not. Sleeping with these kind of men who don't care about you is very lonely. I felt my lonely when I was hooking up my ex after we broke up. I felt my lonely. I felt so lonely. That was my I, I felt so down about myself. It was when I cut him off and completely fell into my sovereignty and my empowerment. That's when I felt so good about myself. And it was because I had cut I cut all of the sources I cut all of my dependent sources off and I became the source I always needed. I became the woman I always needed. I became, I said the words I always need to hear. I, I did the things that I always needed to do to become what I need to be. And when you get to this point, there's no stopping you. There's no stopping you when you get to that point. When you get to this point, nobody can break you down it's like it don't matter what you say no matter how you say you can't break an empowered woman down and that's what pisses people off they can't break you down they could break the girl who didn't who didn't like herself down so you weren't a threat then but now because they can't break you down and none of that they can say to tear you down it's it pisses people off because like what can we say to take her power away nothing nothing because once she reclaimed her power again, she reclaimed it for good. There was no turning back on it. After that woman left that man, that, that, that marriage, that relationship, after she left that job, after she left that friend group, after she left that home, that environment, there was no turning back. She's going to become the person that she was always designed to be. Now she has God leading her. And something that all that something something that brought me into full clo full no closure and fullness was doing ancestral work. And what I mean by this is when it came down to accepting my essence, I had to come into the work of learning those who come before me, learning my roots. That's when I began to say prayers to my ancestors and bringing in offerings. And through that, I began to learn those who have laid the ground before me. And that helped me so, so much with empowerment and sovereignty. Now, when I show up and I speak through my voice, I speak for thousands of women who have come before me. I speak with such pride and I speak with pride because I know that I'm representing thousands of women. My face looks like thousands of women. My voice and I speak, I'm speaking the wisdom of thousands of women. So when I show up, I show up with such empowerment because I'm not just representing myself. I represent so many women who come before me and my work is freeing them. My work is setting them free from the burdens of this and that. It's releasing those chains. And that makes me sleep good at night. That makes me extremely happy to know my work runs so deep. So when it comes down to my essence and who I am, who I am as a person, there's levels to it. There's levels. It's deeper than what you know. I'm representing so many women. I'm freeing so many women through this work of me going celibate and no longer dealing with certain kinds of men that frees the women in my family who did, who did deal, deal with those kinds of men. It frees the women who went through violence with these kinds of men. It's freeing them. My work and in educating women is freeing the women who did not know what I know now. And so there's a sense of pride. 
And there's a sense of love and there's a sense of reverence that I have for myself that runs so deep that all started with me going celibate. That's where it started. If you want to know how I got from that to here, celibacy. That's how this whole thing unfolded. Celibacy. That's how I came to my sovereignty. That's how I came into my independence. Celibacy. And the more that I speak, I speak now with a with a, a I won't say dominance, but yeah, yeah, I can say that. I speak with a dominance. I speak with certainty of myself, and I'm so young. People are like, you know, you're so young, and I'm like, I am. But I know so I know so much about myself. I have a deep sense of myself. And when you speak of yourself, you should always speak highly of yourself while putting nobody down. There is nothing wrong with speaking highly of yourself. There is nothing wrong with knowing, knowing the direction of your life. There is nothing wrong with that. If anything, you're supposed to. If anything, your parents were supposed to encourage you to do so. And when I become a mother, like I know I will, when I become a nourishing mother to a beautiful daughter, a beautiful son, whatever God blesses me with, I want to teach them independence. I want to teach them one day I won't be here, so I will make it my purpose to pass down everything that I know, all of my intuition, all of my knowings, everything to you. So when I leave, when I leave behind, you know, what I leave, you know, you can make your own decisions. You can lead your own self. I don't want to lead you for your entire life. <laughs> I don't want you to depend off of me. You know, of course, there is an age where you need to depend off your parents, but there comes a point where you have to start learning independence away from them. And this is where I'll get to my episode of Decentering Mom, which is coming next after this podcast episode. You have to learn how to, at some point, you have to come to terms with the fact that you have to be independent. And there's no running away from it. And the longer you run away from it, the longer your life is going to be very miserable and held back. You have to accept this initiation. And so that feeling you feel inside of you, like, I have so much to say. I have so much, you know, that I want to do and I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to do this. And I know I want to accomplish these things. You're being set for initiation. That's what it is. This is sacred wisdom. You're being set to go to a level that you've never seen before. And within that, it's going to hurt. You're going to lose friends. Like I have people, people in my TikTok comments, they're like, girl, I had lost friends. Like, yeah, you're going to lose friends. A lot of them. And you will lose friends because you call for elevation in every single part of your life. So because you have now become the empowered woman, you call for elevation in every single part of your life. So there are people who would rather dislike you, who would rather hate you than to elevate with you. There are people who would rather um, talk about you than to be inspired by you. And it's nothing personal. It's just... If they can't see something within themselves, you can't expect them to see it within you. If somebody cannot see an initiation for themselves, they can't see it for you. If you know it's your purpose, your birthright to live a good, whole, fulfilling life, you go achieve that and you allow them to do their thing. And that's you giving them their sovereignty. Because as sovereign women, we give others their sovereignty. As independent women who can source ourselves out, we give others their independence. So me giving someone independence is saying, hey, if you, since you can't meet me here, that's perfectly fine. Go do your thing. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to force you. I'm going to let you make your own path. And that's me being in that independence, that empowerment. And that's something a lot of women have to learn. If a guy is not treating you right, if a person, a friend is not treating you right, give them their independence. Tell them, hey, since you can't meet me at this level, I'm going to have to give you your, your independence. I'm going to give you your self-governing rights. And that's out of love for me being an independent woman, giving you your independence. And really what this all is, is coming into a deep maturity is coming into your mature femininity is coming into this mature womanhood where you're saying I am becoming a woman and that requires a level of thinking and a level of act and how I used to act when I was younger and I was 14 and 13 and 12 I can't act that way at this age where I'm older I have to act accordingly and with me acting accordingly there will be people who don't like it 
it will be that way. These same people who once tried to nourish you when you was down, now that you're up and now that you're here, they, they're mad. They're mad. And you'll realize a lot of people who say they're genuine aren't really genuine when you're empowered. You'll realize, wow, you know, as a sovereign woman now, I can see right through people. I can see their intentions. And I want to mention this point, going back to how I learned how to make empowered decisions. I had to also learn how to source out only one to two people. There's a time in my life when I used to source out thousands of people for perspective and opinion. And now I only have one person I go to, and that's my friend Shania. Because my friend Shania gives me very unbiased perspective. And she's always there for me. She's always there to hold me accountable. And not only that, but I love the way that she always grounds me. When I'm confused or upset, she always knows the right words to say. And so when it comes down to me, I go to her a lot when it comes when, it, when I need help making a decision. If I can't really source myself, I'll go to her and she helps me immediately. And she gives me feedback without personally attacking me. And that's important. Go to people who do not personally attack you. A lot of women go to people who personally attack them. And when you go to people who personally attack you, you're gonna always leave more, you're, you're gonna always leave more confused than you was when you went to them go to people who you truly respect go to people who you have a reverence for you go to them when it comes down to feedback and opinion it used to be my mom until I realized me and my mom are two different people and the way that I need her to relate to me and meet me she can't do that so by me giving me by me giving her her sovereignty I put a boundary there and say you know what I won't go to you for certain things. And that's simply because I don't want to be angry with you. I don't want to be upset with you. I want to love you. I want to have a relationship with you in this lifetime. So by me holding a boundary here, it keeps me from being upset with her. And so now I don't really source her out like I once did. I decentered my mom. So I don't really source her out as much. But when it comes down to like anybody that I need to, you know, wisdom from or perspective i'll go to my friend shania if i have a when, when i have my wedding she'll be the first person there like shania is probably one of the best people i've ever met she is so sweet she's always there for me when i was going through my stuff with my ex she was always in my corner she was always there to help me she was always there to give me kind feedback without personally attacking me and same for her when she was going through her stuff with a guy that i just did not like at all I, I held her and I didn't personally attack her and I didn't um, degrade her. I was there with her and I had said, no, hey, girl, I don't like this dude at all. But you're sovereign, you're independent and you're going to do what you want to do. So me giving you sovereignty is me saying, OK, listen, do what you do, but I'm going to always be here for you. And I was always there with her. So I love her so much. And I think every woman deserves a friend like that where I hold you through your stuff and you hold me through my stuff. And that's a very beautiful connection that I'm wishing on all of my girls tuning in. So, yeah. So all in all, when it comes down to forming your independence and forming your forming your sovereignty, you need to have purpose behind it and you need to have the strength to hold it. And this woman that you're becoming is powerful. This woman that you're becoming deserves the space, deserves to be listened to. Embrace this woman. Embrace her freedom. Don't hide her. Don't hide her voice. We went through that enough. This is the chapter. That's my stomach growling. This is the chapter. And I just ate, so I don't know why. This is the chapter where you get to rebuild a whole definition of what your life should mean. This is the part of your life where you get to make it different. You get to really, really source everything of yourself. So put, put purpose behind your actions, your words. Have intention when you move. This is really nothing but a woman coming into her deep maturity. And also, never forget, give others their independence. So for me, when it came down to my ex, me cutting him off was me giving him his sovereignty that I once did not give him before I came into initiation. I, didn't, I once did not give him his sovereignty. 
So me cutting him off was me saying, I'm going to become, I'm going to become the mature woman. I'm going to become very independent within myself. So I wish that for you as well. So I'm no longer going to be attached to you. And so you have to cut off your old attachments and give those sovereignty. This can be a mom. This can be a dad. This can be a sister or friend. Give those sovereignty to make their own life decisions and choices because you want that. So give others that. And in return, you'll find yourself blessed with freedom. And this is what the woman is supposed to be free. This is the woman's natural nature free. She's meant to speak freely. She's meant to talk freely. She's meant to feel freely. In the midst of that, you give others their freedom. And this is what being sovereign, being empowered means. It's having freedom and learning how to channel that freedom to help inspire and grow others. And most importantly, yourself as well. This is what it means to be the sovereign woman. And of course, you form your own definition, but this is my personal definition. And this is what carried me through these past few months. Learning, I am meant to be free and so are others around me. We are all meant to be free. And my purpose is to give those their freedom, to make their own life decisions and choices. And we all deserve to live a good, fulfilling life off of that freedom. So I'm going to end this podcast here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me. I am so glad I got to release this podcast episode. I'm so glad I got this off of my chest. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love, 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 love you guys so much. Giving you tight hugs and kisses. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. I will see you guys next podcast episode.